Welcome back to Barely D&D, your Sword of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm your resident DM, and today I am thrilled to bring you episode 73 of the Accidental Adventures, Mind Games. Before I can get into today's excellent episode, I need to recap last week's episode, episode 72, The Buzz About Boz. Having delved into the water-conducting tunnels of Osk and reached the doors of another faction leader's hideout, the Fungi's braced themselves to meet the strangely titled Good Charlotte. An oppressive and atmospheric layer revealed itself, made all the more imposing by the powerful orcish woman who entreated the party to explain themselves before they might be given the return of their vessel housed in the secret tunnels. The following conversation was more than unpleasant, as the western faction leader of the Brass Company pressed the party with a strange display of power, probing questions, and various sorts of inquiries. Before the adventurers managed to depart from her company, Roe had been pressured into agreeing to create an adornment for the crime lord from the bones of a western monster, a second quest of great weight in the same day to the chagrin of her compatriots. When the party finally left the uncomfortable meeting behind, they provided a letter from Thimnon as a departing offering from Jupiter, before the joyful reunion of the fungis with their crew. The moment of happiness subsided as the poor bet began snaking its way through the intricate tunnels before spilling out into the Bay of Osk. All seemed to be well until the vessel's final departure from the Earth and Bloom was suddenly flanked by none other than Lieutenant Viscuit himself, likely called to the West on rumors of such an escape. Each of our heroes hid themselves, but the Kefkin commander seemed to make no move as they sailed away. Rowan and Greta had not a moment to ponder this uncanny tactic before their faultless flight was interrupted by a bizarre revelation from below deck. Boz was nowhere to be found, while the legendary Crook of the Mad Prince had wrapped its root over every inch of the lower hold. The splayed branches of its zenith opened to frame the gentle rotation of its floating heart, around which Boz's precious bees orbited in gentle, unsettling flight. The psychically disruptive effects of the powerful staff seemed exacerbated, and the crew's members began collapsing unconscious all about the ship. In a startling turn of events, the poor bet sails away from the earth in bloom, inexplicably freed from the Empire, as more than half of the crew lies unconscious, sailing toward an increasingly ambiguous future. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. Welcome back to Barely D&D. This is your Barely Dungeons and Dragons. This, this is your sort of Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons podcast. podcast. This is Abby, Barely. and I'm talking straightforward into the mic. <laughs> we come to you from a vague place in Texas where it is very sunny. We never bringing you the location. Another I episode like of version. Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> sort of. Oh my goodness. Welcome wow. back, everyone. You're in a vague place in Texas. I'm in a vague oh, place in LA. That's true. We bring you from, we bring you. We bring you from, <laughs> we bring you from <laughs> your homes to this podcast. <laughs> Get in the van. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> I was over on the bench. And I was over on the bench. We bring you a podcast from two places, vague Texas and LA. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a town in Texas. Jackie, is it sunny in Texas? Is, is it? Sunny? It's always sunny. Always sunny in Texas. Is it sunny in LA? No, it is cloudy and oh. like sixty-three degrees today, and it's amazing. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, we bring you the weather. Take it away, DM. Actually, I have a question. So our, our letter, our letter question today is from a patron. So if you want to submit uh, letter <clears throat> questions, go to the Patreon and yeah. comment and. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Or send us an email. Uh, the question today <laughs> is, what would your character's favorite ride at Six Flags be? Mm-hmm. 
and we're gonna say any Six Flags. I've only There's been to the one multiple? over Texas. Oh my goodness, that's why they call it Six Flags over Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what? There's a Six Flags over Georgia. I didn't know there were other states. Okay, um, who's the DMNPC? I will say though, there were not little Six Flags fun facts. Six Flags mm. started in Texas, and yeah, um. They like there's one in California, there's one in Pennsylvania, New Jersey and Georgia and all. But like there weren't six flags over those states. They just moved. They just put down a little amusement park. Anyway. Yeah. Jackie, I love that. (laughs) That was a fun fact. I forget Pennsylvania is a place. Uh, Who's the DMPC (laughs) today? I don't. Um, I'm thinking either Thimnan or Good Charlotte. Oh. Thimnan. Thimnan. Okay. Okay. Because everyone said we don't like Good Charlotte. Um, she's definitely quirky. all right uh let's well i don't uh, row favorite ride okay i think i know i think it would be the log ride and i wow. can't why did i know you were gonna why. say that i, I can't really even explain why because i know why no i know why because she's too short to go on any of the other rides <laughs> So she just keeps going to the log ride because that's the only one she can get on. <laughs> so Jackie's favorite ride is the log because she's too short to ride anything else. Jackie's Rose. Rose ride is the log ride. ride. Jackie, Rose, they're both bright green. Um, Greta, what's, what's yours? I'm still thinking. Oh, I ha- kind of have an answer. In Six Flags Over Texas, I think it'd be the Titan um, because... That's the one where like you spin and you spin and you almost like kind of black out a little bit. Or when I do it, it's like you like I've blacked out a little bit. Um, and I think that Greta would like that amount of like force. Right. Yeah. I think that, that amount of that, that amount of like Greta. pressure and, and yeah. stuff happening would be good. Makes sense. I thought you'd like that Yosemite Sam boat because it's really creepy with all the animatronics. Mm. Yeah, Craig would like the mine ride. Yeah, because it's in the dark. Well, and they call it a mine. And it's a mine. Like he's in a mine shaft. He'd feel at home. Oh, Craig. Craig would like it. That makes way more sense. I thought you said Greta. I think Boz. What would Boz like? Boz would like something really non sequitur. I I feel like Boz would like Mister Freeze, and I don't really know why. Mm, I don't know why, but I also agree. I feel that, and I don't know why. Okay. (laughs) What would Timnin's favorite ride be? I feel like he might like the mine shaft. I think Thimnan would like Superman. Um, I hate Superman. Because I, hate Superman. I think Thimnan like doesn't want either. the frivolities of the other rides. I think he just wants like, just give me the terror and I'll move on. Oh, okay. So okay, it's just okay. like, boom, dropped. I think it would be really funny if he liked the swings. Just because those are like really like. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. He's like kicking his feet. I just through that like kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay. So Thimnan is crazy i don't like superman <laughs> superman freaks so me Thimnan out is nuts um, <laughs> oh, but um, this feels uh, weird what there's just not a lot of people here i know i know okay yeah so yeah we haven't acknowledged that at all listener wow we should really do that um there's a there's a distinct lack of micah and or landon today yeah um because uh landon's having a baby like a nerd and then Micah got lost in a cornfield. So um, they're both that or she's helping with the baby. One of the two things. The corn in Texas um, is getting tall. And we're. <laughs> the Texas corn in Texas is big and bright. That's not Deep what. in the heart <laughs> of Texas. <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, and we are not there uh, at the birth of Landon's child because we don't care about him. So, uh, whoa, that that or Sir. only family could be there. It's one of those two. I can never remember which. <laughs> That's right, I am. Uh, <laughs> you should text Reagan. Yeah, just too many too many cooks in the kitchen at some point. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah. Um. So they're not here today. Um. And obviously, boss dead. is just not here for a bit because uh, he's gonna Landon's gonna be having a kid. So. I- you know, point, we'll come back to that. Yeah. I didn't put that together. And then I was talking to my mom and she was like, I don't think he's coming back. And I thought about it again. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, it's not that he's not coming oh. back ever. But yeah, uh, but I didn't. Re- I thought that that was just like because in the past when that has happened, it's been an episode, a dream sequence yeah, that no, Boz is in. Boz, Landon's, Landon's not here for a bit. Yeah, I didn't know that. You guys are going to be Bozless for a while. And, and penniless. And, yeah, and okay, so hey, roll, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's have let's have this moment in role play. Let's have yes, this moment yes, in the session because yeah. we've okay. we've been going for a bit. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll tighten it up here, folks. We've been riffing so, for a little bit. Um, uh, a laughing, we are going to go loving. to our episode now. So today's episode for the note taking nerds, which is all, I only have note taking nerds today. Oh. Um, this is episode seventy three. Yeah. Mind games. Oh no! Oh no! no. Oh no. no! I'm not. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Hmm. DM, what's the date? Um, the date is. Let me scroll on down here. Oh, it's still 3488. Police butter. Bialskon five. Still the fifth. It's a level nine adventure, which is still wild to say. And it is five sixteen thirty four p.m. 17. That's pretty close to what our time is. Oh my goodness, it kind of is. Wow. In Texas. Wild. Gracie, man. That's Gracie. Okay. Um, so without further ado, um, man, what song do I give this? Because it's, I don't know, things are still weird and want, yeah, like we should go with something kind of tensiony, but it's not that tensiony. DM, please don't make mm. me cry. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm out of vote. Oh, that's intense. Um, but I'm kind of feeling it. Um, so to pick back up, uh, the ocean. You guys are. Um, you're. Oh, I don't have. I don't, we don't have the usual table. I would point to the world map. But we don't have the usual table. Um, you guys are not in the waters of the Skilianazga, and you are not in the waters of the Kalabak. You are in the waters of the Ezeal. Um, this. These are we waters. Know about the- um. Oh, jeepers! That's a is that the big one? Man, I haven't even set the sitting or set. set <laughs> I haven't even set the setting yet, and you guys are already having a roll. But yeah, let's get a let's get a history check from either of you guys. <laughs> it's rapid breathing. Uh, yes, in New Zealand. Also, listener, if you are like, wow, I want to know what these places are. Go to barelydnd.com. We have a world map, and you can look at it. Check out our but, map. Um, but uh, we, love a good we also, you know I mean? yeah, so the, the Ezeal is, uh, this is not a sea, this is an ocean. You guys are sailing into an ocean for the first time. Because the Kalabak and the Skilianazga are seas. This is a full ocean. What'd you get, Griba? Do you want to know? I Well, not after you say it like that. DM, that'll be a 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, okay, let me open the world document because you're about to know everything. <laughs> 
wow, that's insane. Um, also, small note um, that we now have two players in the campaign who have rolled a thirty. You are you're in the yeah, you're in the elite hub, in the elite club. Who else is it? Is it is it is Ro? It Ro? Nice. Why did I say that? Like the two of us, the two thirty rollers are in the session today. We can make it one time. Oh, good song. <laughs> okay. Um, so I I rolled a one. <laughs> a thirty and a one. Rose, Rose, not thinking clearly. The other day in Legend of the New Ones, we had three Nat Rose and uh, three Nat Woe. <laughs> Three Nat Rose? Dude, Three you got Nat this. Ones Ooh, in a row. Really cool. Um, so, <laughs> it. the, oh, so E E Z Z E E L L. L L. Yeah. That's the most double letters I've ever seen. You just did the okay sign and then went eh, into the mic and there was nothing <laughs> else, but I'm, I'm with you now. No, I said that's the most double letters I've ever seen. There you go. Um, so the Ezeal is the most well-known of Yalabrin's great bodies of water. And this says little for the unraveling of its secrets. Traveled mm. by some who venture to travel, uh, who, who traveled by some who venture from one hemisphere to another, the northern portions of the ecologically diverse waters does... I can't read this sentence. Uh, traveled by some who venture from one hemisphere to another, the northern portions of the ecologically diverse water desert are well-known. But the south is uncommonly tread, and its central waters are practically unknown. So the important thing about the Ezeal is that in the north, it's very well traveled. Um, it's a main trade route between, uh, you know, the west and the east, and then down south. Um, uh, the southern parts of the Ezeal are somewhat traveled, largely because people try to avoid the Doomnist. Um, but there's not a ton of traveling, like south-south, because if you get to the bottom, uh, you have Signagon and Zorgrim. Where, uh, or excuse me, Zorgrum, the land of Zorgrum, where uh, very few people try to go. Um, uh, again, an important reminder that to the vast majority of Yalabrin, there's like that landmass is kind of like a, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Um, no one really knows what the issue with it is. People don't go there. So it's really just the northern Ezeal, which has sailed quite a bit. And also because people in the north are trying to avoid the Nautic, um, which is known as a frigid and brutal ocean. So uh, people try and stay away from it. But the Ezeal is yes, Jackie. What are you? Are we up here? Yeah, you're. Like, yeah, are we northeast? That's yep. okay. Yeah, because you guys are sailing out of Ozk, so wherever Ozk is on the map, you are sailing out of there. Um, oh, so we're, sorry. So we are kind of on that north, north, northern trade route. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you all can assume that the intention of Spaguber in sailing this vessel is very much to follow that trade route because with a 30, oh my goodness, but this fits in very much with Greta's background and mm -hmm. constantly asking people questions and talking to sailors. Uh, so you know that, that the northern trade, trade route along the Ezeal is, is one of, I mean, the seas are crossed a lot more than the oceans, but as far as the oceans are traded, these that northern passage of sailing through the, uh, through the Ezeal is probably the most traversed oceanic passage in the world. Um, and it's often the main connector between the two hemispheres because the Sapphire Desert is larger and much more dangerous. So that is the, o the other ocean. It's basically, if the Ezeal is our Atlantic, then the Sapphire Desert is our, is our Pacific. Um, it's, uh, it's larger. Um, the, the Sapphire Desert tends to be much tamer in terms of weather, but it is famous for being vastly gigantic, prone to the 
uh, great danger of um, still patches, so areas where wind does not always blow. Ah. And on top of that, it's very known for housing very large creatures. Um, so you could go, you know, as with as with all the oceans in Yalbrin, you could easily sail them all your life and never run into anything because oceans do be big. But a lot of the legends of, you know, rare monsters are... F- <laughs> that was good, Jackie. That was good. A lot of the legends of rare monsters come from uh, the uh, the Sapphire Desert. So the Ezeal is often the, like, sort of the, um, the practical alternative. Uh, now, this is not to say that the the Ezeal is without its own dangers. Um, it has storms, much less than the Skilia Nazga. Uh, the, the fungi have already experienced two or three storms. That's because the Skilia Nazga is a very stormy sea. Um, the Ezeal has them every once in a while, but it's not known for having an excessive number of them. Uh, it tends to have pretty temperate weathers, very predictable um, uh, channels of water flow throughout the ocean, and very predictable winds. So it's very good for sailing. Um, it is known to be uh, populated by some monsters, and with a 30, you're definitely going to know what those are. Um, it is known on very rare occasions near, like, on far islands near land masses to have harpies, which are bird-like humanoid creatures um, who are famous for um, uh, stunning sailors, um, tearing them away from their ships and ripping them apart and eating them. And then um, the uh, the Azil is often known to have uh, mire squids, which are gigantic squids um, that uh, are very territorial. So they will they will attack ships if they come into their area, perceiving them to be other squid, as well as occasionally um, megalodon, which will Ooh. hunt the mire squid. These eels are also known for uh, being very good for fishing. Large fish populations if you run into them, but long migratory routes. So that is that is the those are the basics of the Ezeal. Nope, those are the details of the Ezeal. <laughs> <laughs> also, an important note, as because I haven't even set the scene yet, but an important because that was that was a good history check, which is very fun, guys. But uh, an important note, um, the uh, the journey from Azk to Yezbun, roughly, is about two thousand four hundred miles. And the poor bet has uh, an average speed of three miles per hour, which is 72 miles per day. Three miles per hour, 72 miles per day. So it is going to take the fun guys without stops. So assuming that they do not stop in Jadazgi and lose more time, the poor bet will arrive in Yezbin in 33 days. Mm. Actually a little more, probably closer to 34. How many miles was it again, the distance? 2,400, roughly. Give or take, you know. Give or take? 50 miles. Wow. So it'll be all a drone when It's going to be a different... You guys are going to pass more time on this ocean than you have passed in any one place, and you are going to pass a third of the summer on this ocean. Wow. And that's with no stops? That's with no stops. Where are we talking about stopping? Uh, Well, there were were conversations previously of stopping in Jadazgi because you you all had (coughs) intonated that you would um, uh, provide the letter that you guys have to Ido, um, Mm. inscribed, Mm -hmm. well, provide it to someone in Jazgi, uh, to whom, to whom the letter is addressed. Um, but that would be quite an expenditure, expenditure of time, especially considering that you guys don't know particularly how to, uh, that's, that's Jarsku. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially considering that, um, you guys, uh, uh, 
so you don't know particularly where this person is or yeah. who they are or how to find them or so that's its own venture of time yeah uh, but that is something you had intonated and previously um way back at the beginning of your travels uh more than two months ago um Shibuguber had mentioned stopping in Jadazgi to mm -hmm. sell some things uh but considering the amount of money you guys have had it's really not terribly relevant anymore um but we'll get to that in well uh but that's back when you guys were planning and like hey do we have 10 gold for this or that and uh the party probably has a good amount more than that but anyway coming back to the scene um that was an important aside but listener yeah. you want to skip to this point Ro, you are conscious almost everyone else isn't so as a reminder the poor bet is sailing and it's made its way maybe a mile mile and a half out of the port of Oz, okay. uh, again, with a surprising lack of Kefkin tail, given uh, how you all just ran into the Viscuit um, and the intimidating long glance from him. And as you guys are sailing away, um, you all have just run into, or uh, you all have gone down to check on Boz, who's disappeared. Staff, floating crystal, rotating bees, all that. Um, Greta has fallen unconscious. Nam is unconscious. Boz is nowhere to be found. Craig is unconscious. And um, Plof is also unconscious. And the only people currently conscious on this ship and present are Bilfrey, <coughs> Roe, and Shpagoober. So Shpagoober, uh, you have just um, opened that, uh, that um, <coughs> porthole up to the upper deck of the poor bet. And um, uh, Shpagoober is, uh, is holding the helm concernedly looking forward. There are um, uh, open, fair enough looking uh, Cerulean Sea beyond you and a blue sky overhead. Um, large floating clouds of castle air columns rotating by. And it's, it would be a fair, pleasant day of travel as the wake breaks off the front of the ship. But Bilfrey is sort of shaking his sister's shoulders, going, come on, come on, let's go into you. And he's like kind of slapping her face. She's just limp on the deck. And you are up there, and uh, you've just witnessed everything. Run up to um, where Shpagoober is. Yeah, he's at the helm. I mean, nothing's far on this yeah. ship. Yeah. And I'm going to cast Lehman's tiny yeah. hut around him and I. Okay. Mm. Nice. Um, like right there at the helm. Yeah. So what does it look and, like as you cast um, that? So I'm like, Ro is like in a panic and in a rush and she just saw these bees. So I'm going to flavor it a little bit of like, as the purple and green magic like flows out of her loot to, to reach her feet and then start making the hut. Um, it's almost got like this, the music almost has like this buzzing sound to it. Yeah. And she's very, she's like doing it very shakily and nervous, but she's trying to like do it faster than she normally does, which isn't really working, but she's trying. <laughs> okay. So the, uh, the parts of the hut like sort of swirl together and as they start crystallizing, there's like a, like a, it looks like ice moving across like water as it like starts to form edges and struggles a little bit as you're nervous and as your fingers falter and like miss chords the parts of the hut start to falter and then fall apart but eventually you finish the tune and they sure up and that purple that opaque purple hut is just there on the top of the boat and um uh Bilfrey sees that drops his sister and yeah looks concerned then he picks plop up I, and runs towards the yeah. bubble and runs in and sets her down yeah, I'd like to say that, like, as soon as I did it, like, as as he was noticing it, I was, like, yelling at him to, yeah. like, get it. Like, it was, like, a so final thing. So he rushes thing. over, like, and, and you guys are in, and Shpigubur <clears throat> just turns to you and goes, Bro, what's going on? Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm actually not quite sure, Shpigubur. Um, Boz is, Boz is gone, and his bees are, um, all about the, sh all about 
the below deck and Greta, Craig, Tello, uh, Norm, they're all passed out down there. And, and, and I was about to pass out and I just figured I didn't want you guys to pass out too. So I thought I would create so wait, this. You can't find where Bowles is? No, Bowles is, the, the staff is, the staff has grown the staff has grown into the the ship and the the stone. It's like glowing and floating and and things oh, are man. very weird. And Greta Greta said this had happened before, but I don't think it had happened like this before. And we got to figure out how to how to make it where it's not harming us because we're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. But uh, this was all I knew what to do right now. Um, Shpiku just looks nervous, kind of looking out over the waters. Plof or Bilfrey just stares at you with huge eyes, and then he just. Rolls his eyes and shakes his head, just tired of all the random magic crap that happens. And he goes, so, so you don't know how to stop it? Um, no. Well, uh, maybe we can figure it out, but I just, I, I, to be able to stop it, we have to be conscious. So. Well, yeah, but you um, are conscious. So how, how do you turn it off? Just turn it off. I, I don't know. If I go down there again, I could pass out as well. If anyone goes down there, they could pass out as well. And you guys passed out up here. So, uh, so what are we supposed I to think, do? I think we need to go and try to get Greta out of there as well, uh, because she, she might be able to know what to do too, if we can get her not unconscious anymore. Um, okay. Um, and you said Boz is just gone. He's gone. He's nowhere to be found. And and it's a boat. Where can he go? I well, I think he's apparently he's disappeared before, like uh, to to other okay (laughs) Uh, to to other to like other planes or something. But I I mean, I I don't know where. And I tried sending to him, and I got. We just kind of cuts in and goes, okay, okay. Let's let's just focus because this could get really serious if we all go. If we all fall asleep while we're sailing the ship, that yeah. could be really bad. Um, so you said we need to go grab Gratha, right? Maybe. Um, DM, is, are, are, like, can I tell if, like, can I do an Arcana check to see if, like, the hut blocked the, like, effects? Um, the, first of all, could you read the language of Lehman's tiny hut? Yeah. <laughs> My book was hidden. Well done, my disciple. Okay. A 10-foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you and remains stationary. The spell ends if you leave. Nine creatures. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. The atmosphere inside the space is comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So there has... um... The staff, when you look at it in the past, has had a, um, uh, has had a, like a tingling, numbing, strange electrical sensation on the mind. Um, uh, this has been extremely heightened um, with this new development with the staff. And uh, as you as you run into the, the the dome, you have quit feelings. So is Ploth like? Does she look like she's waking up? She's or still anything? out. I'm going to cast. Cure wounds on cloth. Okay, spend the spell slot. Yeah. So you uh, you go down to where she is and you um you pluck away yesterday on the loot. I guess I don't know. Um, okay. That's sweet and feels cure woundsy. I don't know. Um, but the magic the magic <sighs> rushes over her with all of your um uh, your like purpley green hues, 
uh, vibrant and lovely. And as they uh, brush over her, there's a little cut on her lip that from probably when she fell over. I don't know. Otherwise, nothing happens. Billfrey goes, "What was that? Did that fix it? What was that? What was that?" I I don't know. Try try to wake her up. Try to wake her. Up. It should have it should have fixed it. He just but... looks up at you and he goes, well, I've, "I've tried." We'll try again now that we're in the hut. Like, and now oh, yeah, that we're yeah, in yeah. this, it he, shouldn't like, affect her. He shakes her shoulders and he goes, come on, meathead. And he just he just takes her head and not so hard, he just bonks <laughs> it on the deck a little bit. He goes, pong, pong, pong. They're very rough with each other. And there's no response. She's not waking up, bro. Make her Is wake she... up. You're the okay, magic user. Check... Make it happen. I Can I uh, check and see if she's breathing? Yeah, make a, make a medicine check. I'm going to call this an extremely low DC because you've done it before yeah <laughs> dc like five i got an eight <laughs> passes um, i'm not doing well you stick today. your finger under her nose and uh you can feel the moisture in the breath you can see her her chest slightly moving yeah she's breathing okay well well she's she's alive bill free she's just I think, yeah Ro, I, think, I get that what should I we do you said effect. we had to go get greta right yeah, let's, um, actually, you know what? Hold on. And Ro just, Ro stands over to the side and okay. she thinks of old. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you, uh, you stand over the side and you, um, you like think Like not, of him. like I'm still in the hut. <laughs> Obviously. So you stand over the side okay. and you think of him and you feel, uh, you feel a weight in your palm and you look down that heavy again i haven't emphasized in a while how heavy the orb is yeah. it is dense it is just solid glass and inside of it that dark black iridescent venom looking fluid is just pulsing around in long tendrils that rub against the edges the central floating mass and just in your hands actually there's no noise it's just there and it's heavy yeah oh hey hey old um hello Rowena. hi it's been a, it's been a second um it has uh, been a moment i know that i know that you can't like I, I i don't necessarily want you to fix things i just um i just want to know i want your insight on something mm. um i don't know if you can feel the energy um but boz is missing and his staff has created kind of Yes, he is gone, isn't he? Uh, uh, kind of, kind of a a buzz, for lack of a better word. That's um, everyone else has passed out, uh, except are. the three of us. Uh, what do you have any advice on on how to get them not how to unpass <laughs> them out? <laughs> do I have advice? I don't know if my habits are ones you would want to emulate. To be honest. Your issues are ones I do not often consider. Whatever it is, it is very fey. For all of them are okay. unconscious. But for once, I do not have access to Craig's mind. So, huh. something else appears to be occupying it for a bit. Okay. Um. Very weird. Okay. Um, Strange I think... indeed, but I'm enjoying this little scene in my story. Fast. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I think I'm okay. I, I, that's all I wanted to know. Um, I'll let you know if if I figure anything else out. Well, I'll and, know, but thank you. Yeah, of Always course. Always watching. And Ro just kind of looks back it's to gone. Belfry. Yeah, and she's like, "Okay, I I think we need 
I think you and I. Feel free sitting there with like eyes open and jaw gaping. He goes, <laughs> "What just happened with that glass walk?" Um. Well, it's it's. You haven't seen him, have you? It, it doesn't oh, matter. I've explained it's another, some sort of weird voice before, but yeah, it's, I think we just staying there. Just, it wasn't. Yeah, it's just some magic. It's another magic thing. Oh, um. Okay. Spaguber, you stay here. Okay. Um. Yeah. Just keep steering the ship like normal. Bill Free, I think you and I need. I think you and I need to. I mean, do we just have to go grab go... her? I think we need to go grab Greta. Is there anything else to do? I, I don't. I don't think so. So then we I go don't... grab her, yeah. Yeah, I think we need to go grab her. Okay. Unless, unless I mean. If you can grab... I don't know how much help I would be anyway. So you just if want me you, to go get her? I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Just do not... I'm if, not telling you what to do. What do you... I mean, are you no, a no, magic no. caster? Is yeah, I'm going to go with you. We don't... We don't. I'm sorry. I just... The whole biscuit thing and then this and then it's just... Uh, okay, so... um, a biscuit? A biscuit? You, this, the cat... It doesn't matter. Um, He was on the ship, Bilfer. It's a, Okay, so... um. We grab, we go and grab Greta. When we go down there, all we have to, we have to be as fast as we can. Only grab Greta. Do not look at the staff and do not look at the bees. I know it's going to be a weird sight to see, but do not look at it. Whatever you do. All right, fine. Okay. Okay, so we're okay, trying to do this fast, yeah. As fast as we can. Okay, right. So he sets okay. cloth down, and he like, he's been very rough with her and handling her, but he like, he turns her body. I mean, she's, you know, breathing, but he, like, he sets her head down against the stairs, and as he puts her head back, he, like, he, he's, the the Akal siblings are both very no-nonsense in your experience, and when it's game time, they have been on, and um, he, like, he keeps he keeps zeroing in on one thing at a time, so as he's done talking to you, you fully lose his, fo- his, his focus, he turns to her, and as he puts her head back against the stair, he does it very gently, and kind of brushes some hair out of her face, mm-hmm. and he mutters something that you don't hear, and then... He just kind of like holds her head for a second. Then he gets up and he goes, all right. And he walks by you, just a giant next to you. He's so, I mean, your head, I, your head would come up to his waist, but not much further. Okay. And he gets down in full runner's stance toward the door, which is wild because it's a couple feet, but uh, he's there and he just goes, okay, so just fast as we can, yeah? As fast as we can, yes. And he's off. Just, Don't look at anything. Just, okay. <laughs> and it's it's two strides and he's against the deck. He grabs the portal with probably more force than is necessary and he just... And he, he grabs it so hard that he grabs it around the top. Um, orcs have fingernails like people, but there's a little bit of like sharpness that comes at their tip just like as a remnant of whatever that ancestor is. There's some sort of a claw, of a, like a vestigial claw shape to the nail and it like cuts into the wood a little bit as he pulls the, the door back and he just slams it on the other side. He doesn't take the stairs. He just gets over the door, pulls his arms and legs in and just drops down. And then you hear like a boom on the deck below. And then a boom, boom, boom. Are you going in after him, Ro? Yeah. Okay. It's up, 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 up. Across the deck, uh, you get to the ladder. I assume you just I think like I just, feet and hands on the side. I think I just stay at the top. Oh, okay. I think I stay at the top. Okay, yeah. awesome. So you go to the top. So there's a boom. Uh, Bill Free lands down below. As you look down, you can see like a pale green light bathing the whole lower deck. And um, you can hear the buzzing of the bees. It's just down below in this like strange thrumming. And um, Bill Free down. 
and he runs over. It, it's just like boom, boom, two heavy steps. It's not far of a distance. And you can see out of as you look around the corner, you can see him like it's funny as he runs down. You can see him. He's got his eyes squeezed shut. He gets halfway across, across, he looks down to the floor, realizes he's run past Greta, darts back, grabs her, and he picks her up and he looks up at you and he just hugs Greta. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him a quick athletics check for that. Okay, with his modifier, that's enough. Um, and now I'm gonna make uh, an intelligence saving throw for him. Oh no. Oh no. So, Bill Free picks Greta up, hucks her toward you, and then as he like completes the throwing motion, his arms yeah. extend out, his eyes roll backward oh. in his head, and he just falls face first, unconscious on the lower deck. Greta's unconscious body is sailing towards you through the air. Um, what are you doing? It's an instant reaction. Whatever you're I'm doing, trying, it's a saving throw because she's I'm flying. Trying to, I'm trying to grab her so she doesn't cool, like just fall a, back a, into the hole. Let's get a strength saving throw. Oh no! I'm scared. I don't like these things happening to Greta and I can't like I know that I'm fully unconscious no, so I'm this sorry, buddy. sucks that's a three <laughs> ooh uh, odds or evens Jake uh, Wallen odds seven that works out in your favor Greta goes flying towards you you try and reach her you fully grab her whole person and she just boom, falls through your arms and her head <clears throat> down the stairs and she poof, onto the floor face down um greta could you roll a d6 and take that as bludgeoning damage for me <laughs> um oh and jackie or ro you're like hung over the edge panting as you've dropped her could you make an intelligence saving throw for me dm yeah. am i using the same because i haven't long rested but i've been unconscious you have not completed a long okay, rest that makes sense. and after you smacked your head on the ladder you definitely haven't completed a long rest okay only one point nice those dice are um, free you said saving throw, correct? Yes. Intelligence saving throw. 24. Oh, jeez, dude. Super the numbing I'm is not pulling, strong, but, but you're smart. Uh, yeah, the numbing is pulling at the sides of your head and it like throbs in your eyes, but you, you like hold focused and you're like kind of, even, let's say we, we could even say you're humming a song to yourself, like keeping it out of your okay. head. Yeah. Um, and uh, Greta just down on the stairs below you. I... And that, that thrumming uh, from the bees is just... I close... Wait, she's you said down on the stairs below me. Like she's like right not, at the base of the ladder. Right at the base of the ladder. Oh, she's still down there? Yeah. You didn't catch her. What are you doing, Ro? Is it? Okay, would I know... Probably not, but you can finish the sentence. I was going to say, <laughs> would I know if, like... Sorry, I thought I was going to cough. Would I know... Um, <laughs> Uh, like if I could drag Greta, you could certainly try. Like, but would I know? Like, can I do like as an intelligence in, check to know no. how? Because I know no. it's in the same because, way like, that I in know reality. How. I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, um, do you know if it would be hard? Yeah, it'd probably be hard. But you know, in the same way that in the real world, you're like, I wonder if I can pick up that heavy thing. I don't know. You have to go try to pick up that heavy yeah. thing. I mean. You know she's your is size. Greta, I was gonna say, are we the same size? Um, actually, just so. for the fun of it, because we haven't gotten this reference at the beginning of the campaign. How tall are you, Greta? And Ro, how tall are you as well? Ro is four foot and like sixty pounds. Oh, you're significantly taller than Greta. Let me let me find my little. Really? Greta yeah, because Greta is like three foot something, right? <laughs> oh, never I mind. You definitely that. never mind. You come up to like halfway up. Uh, uh, Bill Free's torso. Oh, okay. He's not seven foot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I guess he'd have to be eight foot for what I said before to be true. 
There it is. Hey, what's the height? <laughs> there it is. Not a stat I thought we were going to be getting, but... This is this is a good refresher to and, know and our how height. Much do you, so you said four foot and 60 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Greta? I'm looking. Some advanced math right here. I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> do you not have the second page of your character sheet? You know, it's all mixed up. Wait, is it on the website? Huh? Three oh, foot three. Three Greta? foot three. So you have you have almost a whole foot. I didn't know that. So Greta is far wow. and away the smallest member of the party. And how much do you weigh? Never mm. recorded. Uh, so let's decide. We're gonna. That, oh, she's wow, that is bereft of details. Um, what? Let's, uh, you want to roll a d, oh, roll a d one hundred for me? Yes. Um, and re-roll anything above like. Keep in mind that... 70, because that doesn't really make sense. Isn't, okay. isn't Greta kind of, like, slender? Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you know, if we just Muscle straight up didn't record else. the character detail... I got a 71. Yeah. So that's that's above 70. You can re-roll. Because that doesn't make sense for your size. That's a 21. <laughs> that seems unlikely. Reroll the 10 again. That's a, that's a D100. Okay, but you're sticking with it. So we'll call that a four, 41 pounds. She weighs 41 pounds. You can put that on your character sheet. Thank you. Okay. Um, so 41 pounds, Ro. Not that you'd know that, but... Well, no, you yeah. actually... You've well, caught her before. So Oh, yeah. and her two like, You know that she's a little smaller than you. So actually, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Given heights, just pretty similar to carrying Abby. Yeah. What? Oh, you mean like me carrying Abby? In real Abby. life. Yeah. No, Abby is taller than me in real life, but... I, look, point being, okay, she has a size <laughs> um, and she contains mass, well, yeah, so she yeah, probably yeah, yeah. weighs an amount. So, okay, so Ro knows that she's quite a bit shorter, everything else, so Ro is going to try to go drag her. Well, you can just describe things ladder. in the first person. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Rose, Rose is looking down and she's like, I need I need Greta too. <laughs> and she's the last so, one that passed so out. What so do you, uh, that's what do you do, Ro? So Ro... Ro climbs down the ladder okay. and is like, Ro is being so careful. She is only looking at Greta. She like is even kind of doing like cupping Phenomenal. her hand. Like she has to climb down the ladder, obviously, but she's like yeah. cupping her hand so bump, around bump, her. Bump, 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 down the ladder rungs. Yeah. And you're, you're down and, on top of her. And my boots like slung to my back. So I have sure. like, yeah, like hands. Mm -hmm. And I grab Greta and try to like. How do you carry uh, that? I like, I pick her up and try to like put her kind of on my shoulder just a little her. bit. Yes. Oh, let's She's like kind let's of get hanging. A, let's get an athletics check. To... Yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying that the only person conscious in the party is far and away the weakest one. That's kind of poetic. That's poetic. I'm not enjoying it. Oh no. Because I didn't think it was going to be the great obstacle of this episode, but it's quickly becoming it. I love that. I love Wait, it when the athletic or acrobatics. Um, definitely athletics, because it's definitely not an acrobatic feat to carry something heavy over your shoulders. Are you sure? I sure am. <laughs> okay, what if I do a little dance? <laughs> I tap dance do while I do it. Do you have inspiration? No, it's a six. <laughs> I cast guidance. You don't. She's so um, weak. You get a couple rungs up, and you just, like, you fall down with the weight. You, I mean, you're, you know, you're just falling back down. And so you like you stumble back down and you sort of catch Greta. She's still on your shoulder a little bit. Um, you can feel that numb tingling creeping back into oh. your head. You feel the sensation from behind you. It's like it's like the base of your skull and the back of your head is like 
falling asleep like an arm does or something. You can feel it running down your spine. <clears throat> okay, okay. Am yep. I down there? Yep. Okay, I'm going to cast Dimension Door. Intense and I like it. <laughs> I'm going to cast Dimension Door. If I don't have strength, I have I magic. I can't climb a six-foot ladder? <laughs> Fourth level spell. <laughs> Rowing a green model. That's the most row thing in the it's world. It's the most row thing she's ever. Gonna cast, she's going to cast Dimension Door, grab Greta. She's going to think of bring, the bring. Uh, right next to Spaguber, and she's going to walk through with yeah. Greta. So you uh, you strum on your loot furiously, setting Greta down for a moment, and the door <laughs> appears. You pick her up, you run through the door, and you <laughs> run away through yeah. the bright, brilliant energy, and then a door <laughs> appears ne- next to uh, Spaguber. <laughs> and then you you like stumble out of it, and he like sort of turns, and he goes, You got there! Yeah, I, I got her, but Why I did lost. Bill freak out? Lo- he's he's unconscious now, Spigur. That wow, that's a net zero. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, did you, why didn't you come up the ladder? I, <laughs> Spigur, you know how weak I am. Oh, um, you're, you're super it, strong. It, um, is yeah, she I okay? Tried, what I do tried. we do? How do we get her up? Well, she's she's okay, but I don't I don't know how to how to like. What are you doing as you're asleep? I mean, you're fully unconscious, but does Greta snore? I feel like, I feel Drool. like anytime like you're not gonna like this, but I feel like anytime oh. that Greta sleeps, she just curls up into like a fetal position. Why would I not like that? Because it's not funny. Okay. <laughs> you're not gonna like um, it. <laughs> so Greta in the fetal position is just softly, you know, breathing, and Shabibur's like, um, rat. Um, they're so peaceful when they're sleeping. Oh, my spellbook is below stairs. Aww. I don't even know if you would have anything that would help. I okay. Can I okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is there like a bucket somewhere? Ah, oh, probably somewhere below deck. <laughs> below deck? Yeah. That's where you guys keep your supplies. Okay, ha- okay Spigur, what do you think if we like dunked Greta's head in the water? Do you think that would wake her up? Makes sense to me. <laughs> How do you want to do that? Okay, uh, hold on, real, real quick. You couldn't carry up the stairs, so I don't know if we should hang yeah, off the no. side of the ship while she's asleep. Yeah, probably not, unless you wanted to do it, and I well, hold as, the as much as I'm known for being very strong and athletic, that's probably not the best idea for me either, considering that we're similar sizes. Yeah, we're probably Maybe not. If okay. Free had been up here. We didn't okay. do this so well. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that as a criticism. I'm just realizing that we didn't nail this. Oh man. Okay. DM, can I Okay, can I try or can I do an arcana check again to see what this magic is doing? Like if it's doing psychic damage or anything like that? Like can I check for that? I mean, you feel you feel a fuzzy numbing in your mind. And it like can I associate that with like me seeing something or hearing something? Sure, give me an arcana. This is going to be really high DC. This is not your okay. wheelhouse. This is not your expertise, but sure. Yeah, you can give me an arcana okay. check. Okay. We'll get to you in that a second. That is a 26. Jeez. Well, I made it DC 25. Um, Whoa, Jackie. Given the way that it's affected, like, the proximity... It's probably just like distance from the staff. Like usually you have to look at the staff, but considering the the way it's made you feel, like whatever's going on with the staff, it's doing what it usually does, but much, much stronger. So 
it must be like a distance thing. Like you, you bet just being near it is affecting it. It's, yeah. it's some because you know it has psychic abilities. So whatever druidic fey nature magic is going on with this thing, it's just bleeding and emanating away from it now. It doesn't even require focus on it. Okay, I'm. And as we cut away from that, let's go to Greta. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> Greta. <laughs> You're sticky. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you're you're just really sticky. Okay. But only the back of you. Okay. And you see light. Okay, you're looking up at. Um, you know, what? let's change the music for you. Um, you're looking up at a wooden ceiling. The roof of the poor bed. Oh my goodness, you've woken up. Okay. okay. Okay, good. Okay. Oh. Oh, you can barely move your limbs. You try to move them. Something feels dense and thick, and you could sort of move them, but it's a struggle. And you feel, oh, you feel hor- like completely engulfed in stickiness from the back. And you look around. You see glass all around you, but not above you. You're inside of like a glass rim, like a circle, but it extends all around you. You're in like a vase, like a bowl. And honey, you're like laying down in like three inches of honey all around oh, you, that's with your face up. Really yucky. And as you look, oh, to your left and to your right are two gigantic bees, four or five times your size, and they are leaning. They are definitely bosses bees. Huge black faces with all this fuzzy iridescent hair coming up around their faces. They have these um gigantic compound eyes that are radiating color, these huge mandibles held together. Um, they've got fuzzy long limbs and now that you can see them on the scale, they have hooked feet uh, like paw pads with claws at the end segmented that come over the side. Their wings are just <laughs> behind them. They have they have fur all over them that's pulsating down in iridescent like like um, uh, strobing colors. You just hear one of them say, Well, she's fallen in. We can't eat the honey now. And the other one goes, well, Reginald, I, I, it's our honey. She has no right to it. And their mandibles are just clacking back and forth as they talk. And then a third, you hear like a poof, poof, poof. And a third one walks up to the other side of the vase, leans over and goes, Hooey! That sucks. Can't drink that now. And then that second one turns to the first one and goes, You're going to have to get him out, ba-bum-ba-bum. And then the first one goes, Reginald. You're going to have to get it out. I don't want to do that. It's gross. Look at it. It's all flopping around. It only has four arms. It's gross. And you can just hear them all. They're like reaching their limbed insect body parts over and pointing at you and talking. And I can understand them? Perfectly. So I'm 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 at like the bottom of the face? They're like a bowl or something. So not the not the top of the poor vet? The poor bet? You're you're below deck in the poor bet. But There's I'm in a vase. Three giant bees around a giant glass bowl and you're in honey floating. Oh no, it's moving. Gross, I hate when they move. I'm gonna say hello. (laughs) And they'll like kind of back up and then they come back to the edge. It talks. I'm sentient. Surprise. Oh man, (laughs) it talks. It's smart like me. Do you know who Boz is? I'm sorry. Uh, What are you? I am a gnome. 
gnome. A gnome. A gnome, they all say in unison. Wow. A gnome. Man, she knows she knows what a ballsy is a tiny spagoober. So what's a boss to you? Well well a boss would be it's kind of like a deity, right? Right, yeah. 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 Yes, absolutely. A friendly, lovely one. Keeps our whole home. Except for some reason we're in a boat. Yeah. Anyway, you've fallen into a honey, and now we can't consume it because we don't want to consume you. We're not even honey. I can get out of the honey, and I'm going to sit up and try and, like... Uh, you pull your head away and sit up slowly, and it just sloshed down your back. But you, with some effort, you sit up. Okay. Oh, dreadful little thing. Look at her. Ba-bum-ba-bum. She's just entirely sticky. That That's dreadful for you. I'm sorry, tiny little gnome. That's awful. Thank you. Yeah, man, we clean, we clean you up, but that's real hard to do, considering that we don't got no thumbs or nothing. How do you know what a thumb is? I don't know. This is probably a psychedelic vision. Got I don't it. even know what that means. You're so helpful. What's Thank your name? you. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Mr. Don't Cricket. Don't at me, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cricket. Oh, Mr. Cricket was my great, 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 great uncle. You can just call me Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Um, do you really think this is just a psychic crazy thing happening in my brain? What does brain? that even mean? What did you say that this was? And then, like, Jimmy's face just oh, no. starts melting and twisting. Oh, man. And he just and disappears. Are the other bees still there? The second one turns to the first one. Third time that's happened today. Can you guys help me out of this bowl of honey, please? Of course, little one. Yeah. Can I- and a giant fuzzy limb like reaches down toward you over the edge. You grab onto it. As you do, your like, fingers get close to the claw and then they slip off the edge and the honey rises up around you and you... And as you sink down into it, it gets in your mouth and you like start suffocating for a moment and then everything goes... And sucks in on itself and then you're... And you're sitting up and... You're in a bed. Okay. Very not sticky. Good. Is there honey on my clothes? Oh. oh. You are in a bed in a hotel. The room is quaint and simple. Definitely your room with the warm hearth. Got it. Got it. Got it. Seven, eight bathtubs around you. Oh no! No! All around no. you. No! I close my are eyes. Naked crags, <laughs> laying face down, and all of them crying, going, "Don't look at I me!" I close my eyes and I and I I I, I bang my head against. I, I close. So you close your eyes and go, "Ah!" You turn around and bang your head against the bed. No, I I close my eyes and then I like crawl to the edge of the bed and just like face plant off. <laughs> I said, "Take me out! Take me out! Next one!" And the last thing you hear is just Craig going, oh, my wife. And as you fall on the end and bang your head, you're like, <gasps> and you wake up and um, odds are evens for me, Greta. Evens. Three. Mm. Mm. I said odds though, didn't I? You said evens. Did you say, did you say odds or no, evens? No, I said evens. <laughs> don't, don't lie to me. I'm gullible and I my was, memory's bad. I'm so I was sorry. prepared to lie. Oh, I appreciate it, Jackie. I'll keep that in mind. We're <laughs> <laughs> in a cave. Okay. Porous rock. Water lapping up, slapping against the side, against the edge. Fungus is all around you. Grown up the walls. Pale light. There's statues, crustacean creatures lining the room, 
that have been twisted and convulsed and cracked down on themselves, degraded, melted inward. And walking among them is a female humanoid figure, long, dark, sopping, slightly iridescent, or slightly um, translucent, seaweed-like hair, piscivorous, fish-like face, with mandibles that droop to the side, protruding small, discolored yellow teeth, green, sallowed eyes sunken in front of a hollow nose, long, slimy features connected by thin, long strips of translucent, sinuous tissue. This rough, hempen cloth laying over her torso, and her clawed feeders treading across the floor. Dead Kuatoa lay all around you, and a sea hag. It's like sifting through their belongings, and she turns and looks toward you. I'm gonna look to the dead Kuatoa, and I'm gonna say to her, I'm gonna say, let them rest. And then I'm going to try and cast Decompose on them again. Okay, she stands up and she just looks Ooh. at you, her jaw hanging open. Um, you you can cast Decompose, okay. and fungus from around the room just begins growing up onto their body, mm-hmm. taking them. She walks over. She's much taller than you. A foot or so taller. Walks over, she looms over, just looks at you, hollow iridescent fish-like eyes. Do you not remember me? Um, DM, can I do a... Is this the same hag that we killed? Looks like it. She's less ripped apart than when you did it, but... Okay. What are you? Do you not remember? Greta, odds or evens in this chaotic, strange dream? Even. Natural That's good. Where something really horrible was going to happen. Um, <laughs> she just goes. <laughs> yes. She nods and she just turns around and starts <laughs> like stepping to some other side of the chamber. She picks up a satchel and starts digging around in it. Who's Satchel? Satchel. Looks quite like the one you pulled off of her. She snaps around her shoulder, starts digging through it. I walk over and watch her dig through it. Okay, as you get over, she like pulls it to her side, folds it over, moves it back around her back. Are you following me? I was curious. I wanted to see what was in there. Can I look? No, it's mine. Fair enough. Would kill you. are covered. Turns her head. And as she turns away, one eye stays trained on you. So all of her turns, but the one eye stays at you until the iris and pupil are facing like directly against the edge of the socket, still staring at you. And then they kind of like roll back into the head. She just turns fully away and starts walking toward the wall. I let her walk. Okay. She walks and she walks and then she just... Walks through the wall which just... 
cracks in and then three fours behind her and you're alone in the cave. I'm gonna go touch the wall that she rock. This hard. Sharp. Stone. The water's just in the center of the chamber. I'm gonna go walk into the kind of temple room. Okay. You turn and you walk into that reverent chamber. In the middle, there's just just a forest of mushrooms overtaken the whole chamber, but grown together wildly, illogically, one sprouting out of another, some of them mixing into the visuals of the rock. It's like a Salvador Dali painting. It doesn't quite add up or make sense. It's strange and doesn't look natural or right. They fill the entire chamber now. You can't even hardly pass into it. Is there... Can you describe the chamber again? So you remember the chamber being a circular, large, yes. hollow. Yeah. In its center, there was once a pedestal. But now, floor to bottom, like it's like a wall of fungus. Okay. Pale whites, reds, browns, oranges, dark grays, all growing in and out of each other. It, it's impossible behavior for fungus, but yeah. in this strange vision, it's just mixing all together. And you're experiencing it much as, it's a strange, it's a double-minded experience because you are very aware mm-hmm. that this is not fully as this memory has been and mm-hmm. you know it as a memory but it, you're also not sort of like oh i'm dreaming like this very much feels like a reality at the same time like you mm-hmm. know that it's not right or correct mm-hmm. or even reflective of events that are behind you in past but it is what you are experiencing okay okay you hear like a from some outer room i am gonna peek my head out of okay. the chamber you turn your head and walking down the chamber is a long tall figure um, so thin that as it takes each step, it like sways from side to side because its body is about an inch and a half across, um, but it's about four feet tall. And there is a wooden stick walking around with two legs protruding off of it, arms, a crudely carved face in one side. And one of the pet sticks scaled mm-hmm. to be about the height of Tello is walking wow. down the hallway. And it has a little sealable tankard in its hands and it's just... And it okay. walks into the chamber. Okay. Turns and looks at you. Howdy. Walks up to you. It opens up the seal of a cup, and inside of it holds toward you um, uh, the cup. And as it opens, you see um, inside of the cup are three small uh, Clannis Blandons, about the size of a pet stick. The human who was selling them in Unsin. Yeah. There's three of him, okay. small to scale in the cup. And they all reach, uh, they all look up at you and go, Hey! And then the pet stick looks at you and goes, Which you suddenly understand is, Want a, a pet clan's Blandon for sale? This is amazing. I'm gonna say... Back I'm to Jackie, sh- back to uh. Ro on the boat. <laughs> okay, so Ro. So cool. Okay, Ro is frantic, and she is going to try... <laughs> She's never done this before. She really hasn't. But she's um, <laughs> she realizes that she learned it a long time ago and never used it. So what is um, She's going to try to cast counter charm. Ooh. Um, within the hut. Okay. 
And um, so when you say you're he, going to try and cast counter charm, do you cast counter charm? Yeah, I, I, okay. I cast what is the language counter charm. Of counter -charm? She, um, so you gain the ability to use musical notes or words of power to disrupt mind influencing effects. As an action, you can start a performance that lasts until the end of your next turn. During that time, you and any friendly creatures within 30 feet of you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed. The creature must be able to hear you to gain this benefit. The performance ends early if you're incapacitated. And you have this spell prepared? It's something that I just have as a bard. That's awesome. Way to read your features, player. Um, <laughs> so what does it look like as you cast this song? Um, <clears throat> so Ro takes her loot. She looks at Spagoober and she goes, I think, I think maybe this might work. I don't know. I mean, try whatever you're starts... going to try because uh, this isn't <laughs> right. And um, she starts just kind of playing. She's like really still, even though she's in the hut, she's still feeling like the buzz of the bees. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like Flight of the Bumblebees. Oh, and it's like fast yeah. and like, <laughs> and purple and green magic is just kind of swirling around the loot. It whips up Spagoober's hair and like moves around <laughs> you. And for a second, you look like an epic bard as you like mutter like oh, along yeah. with, the, with the tune as you like furiously pick at it. Like your hair like is swept aside by the magic and your eyes kind of flash with colors. Spagoober like kind of fangirls from over. And um, as the magic sweeps <laughs> over um, Ro, or Greta, I don't know. You're all there. Um, Greta, could you give me an intelligence saving throw at advantage? And what about Plaw? I want to be in my dream. Those dreams <laughs> were fun. Advantage doesn't matter when you're Zach and you roll five twice. Oh. You said intelligence saving throw? <laughs> mm -hmm. If you roll the same <laughs> thing twice, is that really advantage? Yes. I guess because you got to roll twice. Okay. Zach, you got yeah. a five twice? Mm -hmm. That's crazy because I got a five and a two. Oof. No! Um, but that'll be ten. Saving throw, right? Mm -hmm. Yummy. Uh, the magic sweeps over Greta. It doesn't seem to move. Does it last within the next turn? But we're not in combat, so I, it's not like I can keep playing it, is it? Probably not. It's probably a one-turn spell. Yeah. You could certainly so, try it again. Um, is that what you do, Rob? Yeah, I try it one more time. Okay. So frustrated. I like, and I don't down. really. Yeah, I just like get frustrated, and then I just start it back up okay. again. Um, what does it look like as you play it a second time? Um, it's like harder and faster, like a more metal version <laughs> of Flight <laughs> of the Bumblebees. It's like angry sounding. Gotcha. Like maybe yeah. even a little frightening to Shpagoober. I don't know. <laughs> like Flight of the Wasps. <laughs> yeah, Flight of the Wasps now. <laughs> and as you, as you play it again, like you're like glaring and the Ooh. colors are reflecting off of your face and your hair whips around faster and it rushes over. Uh, player, I'm going to increase the DC of this a little bit because it's a repeated check. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, Griba, if you'd like to roll at advantage again. And you're marking off these spell slots, correct, Jackie? Yes. You're the best. That is a 17 and a 9. So 17. Griever in your dream, and you're looking, and the stick goes, meow, 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 and holds out the cup of Clannis Blandons, and you go to reach for one, and then all the Clannis Blandons go, I don't go to reach and for all their one. faces like, oh, sorry? I go, I shake my head, and I go, meow, meow, meow. 
and then all the Clannis Blannons' faces still go, <laughs> and they all melt apart, and the whole vision just <laughs> collapses in on each other, and you, <gasps> and you're awake. Apparently, because that's the only way that people wake up in my campaigns. Never mind. You wake up peacefully and softly to mix up the narrative, and you like blink awake, and you hear. I say Clannis. Clannis, what are you, stick man? Just Grant, to wake up. Hello, Schwagoober. dude. Ro, hello. <gasps> She's awake, Ro. That's really good. Hi. 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 Are you okay? How are you feeling? I'm uh, good. Oh my god. There were so many Craigs. This I almost had a nightmare. A lot of Craigs. Yeah, I almost had a nightmare, and then I bonked my head, and then it was a really, really, really interesting dream. Okay. Well, um, everyone um, else okay. on the ship is unconscious, so that's uh, not great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I put us. Yucky. I put us in. I put us in the hut, um, so that we weren't affected, and it doesn't seem to be affecting us now that we're in the hut, but I don't... You were... Is your head okay? DM. Um, How does my head feel? Head check. Not great. There's a throbbing pain, and you... There's a little blood on your forehead, but you're okay. Um, I I tried to get you up the stairs when after you passed out, and uh, it was very... We all have good skills. We all have good skills. Yeah, um, and that's not one of mine. Uh, but I dimensioned you, Dol. Dol, I, I got you. But she did dimension you, Darth. So we're okay. You're up here. <laughs> How long have I been out? Damn, do I remember what happened before? Because I was working with Ro before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long have mm, I been out, Ro? Yeah. Uh, you got like, maybe like ten yeah. minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Should we checks over his shoulders you... toward the port? Doesn't see anything. Looks back to the ocean. Everyone else is is out. Yeah, literally everyone else. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Ooh. And balls is still still gone. Um. Okay. And Bill three went down there to grab you, but it it got him too. Okay. So um, are you like okay? Like what happened when you passed out? Do you remember anything or? Do you? Um. Yeah, you remember your dreams. Okay. You didn't see like balls or something, did you? Like, no. it didn't it? Wasn't like connected to him? Was but you it? said you saw lots of Craig's. He's unconscious. Did that work? No. Were you all, like unconscious in like the same? Was he like a of... shared vision? What was Craig doing? Yeah, Craig was. <laughs> so I saw some of Boz's bees, but I think oh. that I I think oh. that it was just crazy dreams. Um, oh. definitely. Ah, uh, weird mix. Weird mix. Um. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was. I ah. Uh. Do you have anything uh, for us? To, like uh, I've I've tried a lot of different things, Greta. Do you have anything that like we could try to get everyone else back to consciousness? Or because uh, I feel like I mean, the can longer we make whatever's out... happening with the staff stop hey, happening? Hey, yeah, Ro. What if you cast yeah. Liamans? What if you what if you made a little the little house thing around the staff? Would that around, work? And then we could drag yeah. people out. But you'd have to go it back might. and 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 I don't what know. would happen when that ran out? Uh, well, it it has about eight hours on it, so what happens we'd after have eight, eight hours? hours we'd, well, we'd have eight hours to figure out. This is true. Well, I yeah. mean, we have eight hours right now, right? Well, yeah, except everyone else passed out, and I'm a little worried. Like, what if if the longer they're passed out, the longer like the damage is Can to the head? They're or getting something. damage. No, Ro, I, I don't know. Ro, Ro. <laughs> I feel okay. I I mean, my head okay. kind of hurts, and 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 but I just that, had some weird that dreams. Could be from me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um. Um. <clears throat> um. Let me. Okay. Let me try, and I'm gonna reach down to Ploth and cast Lesser Restoration. 
Could you read the details of lesser restoration for you me? You touch a creature and can either and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. Oh. Mm. The condition can be blind, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Mm. I don't do this often, but I'm gonna let you not cast that spell. Yeah. We've been playing for a long time. This is not chastising you. I don't I don't mean to exhort you. Yeah. Um but like, you know, at this at this level of experience, I expect you guys to read your spells before you cast them. But yeah. I am going to say that it's a pretty basic spell, and I think Greta would know that. Yeah. So, this once, we'll go ahead and let that slide. But okay. yeah. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, I got your back, dog. Um, how, how do we... If, What's happening with the staff? Like, what? But... The problem, the problem I see, I don't know, it might be good to put Lehman's tiny hut around it because I don't know how else we're going to get the others to wake up because the three of us are very, we're like the smallest ones on the ship. Yeah, that's not great. And I don't, and I don't know if we can get also, them Also, what happens deck. if we go down there to move the, the hut and then we all fall asleep? Yeah. That, yeah, that's true too, because I can't have two huts up at once as my, yeah, no. I don't think it I can do that. It doesn't work. Um, DM, um, is my necklace glowing? It's still, it's still brightly glowing. Okay. And actually, um, when I previously described its effect, I said how long, like, the new magical... Did I give you a stat, like, like stats for that? Did I give you anything specific, or did I generally describe it? No, I have something specific, I believe. It's... Okay. Like, is it, like, when it's a new stimulus for an hour, for a day, for ten minutes... I'm not sure. Let me... Okay, if we don't have the stats on us... Uh, I mean, my standing rule as a DM is if you don't know what the rule is, then we make it up at the moment to keep things moving. Okay. So um, let's just... Uh, just odds or evens for me. And if it's uh, if it's what you want it to be, the stimulus can last for an hour. If it's not, it'll be 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, even. 19. So as you hold the, the necklace, as you pull it out and look at it, it's been shining and then it stops producing light. So whatever it is, it's been habituated around this magic long enough that it stops glowing. I mean, like, what's our... Like, we need to figure this out, right? Or, uh, or yeah. no? Or? I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just oh, really stressed yeah. out. No, I, I, it is. This no, is stressful. Usually I'm just, just doing the boat. You guys are the... Or excuse me, the boat. You guys are the adventurers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Greta, do you have the Sending Stone on you? Yes, I do. Do you want to try and see if you can, like, reach, like, Tello, like, in the dream, and try to get him to, like, wake up? Yeah, yeah, if I can If you can, try. like, send to him while he's unconscious. Yeah. Okay, you pull out the stone. I'm gonna say in Unsinian. Ooh! I'm gonna say... Oh. I'm gonna say Tello. Tello, can you hear me? Nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna think of Boz again. I'm gonna say Boz. Boz. Could you roll a D one hundred for me? That's a fifty three. Static. I'm gonna think of 
the sea hag that I just saw in the dream. Okay. Squeeze the stone, you talk into it. No connection. But you do hear the sound of when you killed her months ago. Got it. Okay. Yummy. Which is uh, definitely just DM for uh, You don't hear anything because you remember she's violently dead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, no, I only said that because then Ro went, interesting. And I, I wanted to clarify, no, you're not here. That was just no. me being sassy. There's no, what? you don't actually hear the repeated sound of her death. There's nothing magical there. She's just, she feels dead. Got it. Okay. That was my bad. That was confusing. I said interesting because that was just like a cool way to be like. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't. I just, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't well, like giving I knew any that she was sickness. dead, but I didn't know if I was double checking. Yeah. I knew that Meaningful. She was dead. The correction was for me, not for you. Anyway. I don't. Ro, uh, you have um, a passive perception of 20, correct? Yeah. 20? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> As you've been standing here pondering and you've had this moment of quiet, like the the panic has calmed down. You guys might still feel panic, but everybody's like stopping and thinking. And as you collect yourself here, you realize that you're hearing something. Oh no. Okay. There's a pattern. There is a pattern. There's a pattern to the thrumming of the bees from downstairs. And with your keen mind, I promise I'm not just trying to give it to you, but considering the way that I've constructed this, given the specific features and feats you've taken, (laughs) this makes sense. You remember shapes and the flight patterns of the bees. It was kind of geometric. There was a a pattern to that as well. There's, There's a pattern to all of this. Um, I tell Greta uh, like as I'm realizing it I'm like saying it out loud to Greta Um, and do I recognize the pattern? It's complicated and hard to decipher Have I heard it before? You have never heard it previously doesn't sound familiar to anything, but there's definitely a pattern to it. I take out, um, I, I take out a, a, okay, this, tell me if this is okay. I take out a piece of paper and I start like, kind of writing out the pattern, kind of almost as like, Row would write out music notes of a song. Can you like she writes a, out the beat? Be considering that charisma is your spellcasting yeah. feature and performance. Can you give me a charisma check to try and find okay. rhythm and tone in this? Oh my god, it's a kitty cat. Okay. Stay focused, Zach. Just a straight charisma. Yes. No, no. Add your proficiency bonus because oh. it doesn't make any sense that you couldn't. Like you are a bard, right? A- add your proficiency bonus. So would it be a performance check? Basically? Yeah. Yes. Right. Why didn't I just do that out of the box? Yeah. Performance check. Okay. That's you go, DM. Sixteen. DC fifteen. Um, oh. right there on my page. Um. Less. Oh my goodness, that's an A. And you scribble some more. You jot and you scribble. 
oh my goodness, bro, this is a tone. This, this is, this is a tune. There is, there is music here. Oh my gosh. And you listen and you write and you scribble. You listen, you write and you scribble. Um, uh, Greta, Ro has taken out a piece of paper, a piece of parchment, a quill and some ink and is just furiously jotting on it now. Ro, what you doing? Um, I, I, I think, I, it's like, it's like a song, Greta. The bees the are bees, singing a song? It's like, kind of. Are they bars? Like, no, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like notes. It's like tones. It's like. Let me tell you, the ones that I saw in my dream did not seem like bars. Wow, even Bowser's bees are talented. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's amazing. No, keep going, Ro. I'm and I, I'm gonna cast guidance on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you continue um, and you. Oh, sorry. Okay. Please keep. Yeah, going. go ahead. I, I, well, I guess I just keep listening for like another like okay. five or ten minutes um, of just trying to like you like, find the pattern. It is, it is a pattern, and it is a confusing, complicated. So as you sit there. Um, and you piece it down. You, you sit back and you look at the, the sheet music you've pulled out in front of you. And as you've written it out, this... You know what? It was a performance check to recognize and decipher it. Now give me an intelligence check and you have been guided. So give me an intelligence check to try and understand this music. And I'm going to say with this intelligence check as well, add your proficiency bonus again because this is like this is Rose's thing. Okay. This is so cool. Twenty-seven. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so Ro, what does it look like as you put this as 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 from the separate notes and times you've written down, as you like sort of beautiful mind this and put it together, like how do you what does it look like as you like take the pieces you've recorded and translate it into like one yeah. coherent tune? So I think what I'm doing can I like kind of retroactively say that I'm I'm scribbling in the songbook? Yes, absolutely. Instead of just a piece of Ooh. paper. Ooh, and, uh, yes, and write that down somewhere yeah. for me, if you would. Okay, I will. Thank um, you. And I don't need, like, like, <laughs> write it down. Um, and as she's doing it, she like she's like she has now like set down like cross-legged, and she has like her lute, and she'll like scribble, and then she'll try to play it, uh, try to like continue the pattern, like kind of on her lute to try mm. to figure it out. And then she scribbles again and then she like crosses out things and then she scribbles again and then she's kind of like counting to it and then oh, she'll try and play it. And then she's like listening and like, she's like really, it's like kind of like when you see someone writing a song, oh, but like yeah. it yeah. like five times speed because she's oh, having to like yeah. keep up with the bees and so like she keeps kind of like trying to juggle like writing it down and playing it on the lute to make sure that it's correct because she can like hear the notes if she plays it on the lute to make sure that they're matching up and at the same time she's like notating it out in the middle of all of this like um just just mathematically musically talented mind work um every once in a while row will like go to write an incorrect like time signature note and a little like flare of like dark brown green magic will like twist her finger and get it the right way. And that, as as she's guided by the hag like magic that you provided, Greta. Ah, that's as no, that's awesome. She finishes I love the tune. Row, you sit back and you lay it out. <sighs> what the actual crap? Okay, this is this is one long tune, and it changes time signatures every three beats between three eight and five seven. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> And that's part the of the weirdest was, time signature. And it was so discordant. Mm. That was part of why you struggled 
to like find tune and rhythm and immediately because it occurs to you that like your musical ear you would have picked it up immediately if it had been yeah. classical there's this strange rotating rhythm and the chords are like varying by like every like third like this is an incoherent deluge but there is absolutely tune here it's just bizarre but you have arranged it all out and you have lined it up could you make an arcana check for me Ro? Well, I wanted, but it's a it's a sixteen. You know, for the record, stat monkeys, that's not a bad roll. I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, a twenty, gross. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Um, but uh, <laughs> she sneered when she said sixteen. I have characters who've never rolled a sixteen, but um, uh, you. That's probably true. <laughs> um, as you look down at it. Bro, you are musically trained. You are also somewhat magically trained because you studied a little bit in at the Bardic College. Mm -hmm. Or no, that was your mother. Yeah. Well, but you studied, oh, you studied for your mother's songbook and it has many of her insights into it. So bards are not only trained in, they don't just play music and magic happens or else every musician would be magical. They understand yeah. implicitly. They either have some sort of an innate connection or they understand the translation between the mathematical language of Arcana and the mathematical language of music, right? As you mm -hmm. look at it, you understand that there are rhythms and tones that connect to structures, visual representations, because even the arcane wizardess practice, wizard, wizardress, wizardry, wizarding, practice of, of uh, writing spells out into complex geometric patterns, <laughs> including glyphs, these are all tools that casters over Yalabrin's ages and history have used to bind the natural phenomena and reality of magic to things that they can compute and understand in the same way that that math represents mathematical concepts, which are facets and phenomena of the natural world. But, you know, the number four isn't real. It's just the shape we use to represent it. The same way for the cliff for the glyph of the school of divination and its permutations that represent specific spells and outwritings and all that stuff. So, Ro, as you sit there and you look at this sheet music. It's not a song. It's a spell. This song, if you take the times, the time signatures, and you translate them to geometric shapes, you have a square inside of an octagon. And overlaying on that, you need a pentagon inside of a heptagon. And then when you look at the order of the notes, it occurs to you, make, hmm. Okay, you're not sure what, but you bet these <coughs> notes correspond to specific glyphs or sigils from one of the schools of magic. And if you could line those up, you bet you could lay out the outlay of the spell like a wizard would. It's a little outside of your realm of expertise, but if you could lay it out, you would probably have the diagram for a spell as are recorded in arcane texts. Um... So I I relay this to Greta and Shpagoober. Abby and I sat say, up so fast. Shpagoober's just sitting there <laughs> going, I encourage you guys a lot, but no, you guys are legitimately incredible. That was wild. Did you see that? She really, you are a green bottle. Ro, do you feel proud of yourself? Because that was amazing. No, that was, uh, was kind of exhilarating, but... That was wild. I, think... I felt like I just watched the movie with Matt Damon or something. Like, that was... 
I mean, good, good will hunting, you know? How did you do that? <laughs> You're bored somewhere in the far west. Okay. Oh, um, Shpikuba, you're, you're a wizard. You, you, I mean, not glyphs. a particularly studied yeah. one, but yeah. Like these glyphs, do, do you recognize any of these? Or like, understand, like, if you laid them out, it, it could like create okay, like, like, like a group. Why can't he? Has, he doesn't have good stats. I cast guidance on Shpikuba. Um, you always. I think no. it's a spell. It, well, yeah, the, it's, it is a spell. Greta, oh, I'm sorry, this uh, is your thoughts out of my dip. Okay, so this, the song is a spell, Greta, and, and there's okay. these glyphs. Do you, have you ever seen, like, uh, does it, any of this look familiar? DM, can I make like, an arcana check? Them to be clear, this check is the lowest DC for a wizard. Yeah. But you are proficient in arcana, correct? No. I'm proficient in Arcana. That's why you could make the check. Oh. The Nar, sorry, Griba. Okay, so you're training DM... ways, sort of. So DM, I see. So what do I? What am I seeing now? So I'm seeing Can like make... these symbols, right? No. You have a sheet of music, and in your I, head, you okay. have put together. And maybe maybe on another section of the parchment, you've drawn out the geometric patterns. Yeah. And looking at these patterns, okay. both of you guys recognize from having read Arcane Text that yeah. wizards are the ones who understand this the most, yeah. understand it in the most explicit detail. Yeah. Because a cleric a cleric has, they know the symbols, they know the, the sigils, and they're used by all the Arcane Casters and even the Divine Casters. Yeah. But... It's wizards who need to mathematically do everything. Yeah. Clerics use these symbols and these patterns to implore deities. Bars use it to translate to music. Wizards are the ones who just math their way through magic. Okay. Um, so. Can I? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I so you are familiar with like, Ro has drawn out, like geometries typically are used to arrange symbols, sigils in such a way that when recited and drawn in the air with, you know, those are what, verbal and somatic components are, you know, role played out, that when these are performed, the order of the geometries helps keeps everything in line. It's like, it's just like, they're kind of arbitrary, but it's just what casters in Yalabadin historically use. Mm -hmm. So as Ro puts together all of this cleverly from the music and draws out the patterns, Greta, you can put together simply enough that, okay, these must be four spells. Like, you get what she's saying, but... you're not quite arcanely trained enough, and Ro, it's just not quite occurring you how exactly like the order of these notes should be translated into, because it's basically like you guys are reading poetry and someone's explaining, telling you like, this poetry is supposed to represent a math equation. And you're like, maybe if I was really trained in both, I could put together, but it's weird, you know? Okay. Okay. So can I try to, now that I've written it all out, like the, the notes, can I try to play it exactly of, as, as of how I, I heard it now? Absolutely. Like I'm a little nervous too, because I don't know what this... Give Bella's me a performance it check. How worked, but da, 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 da. Mm. that's a fourteen. That is a weird song. Okay, you're, Can you're I... kind of getting it, but as you pluck and miss notes, it just gets strange. Also, I hate to do this to myself. I don't even know why I am. But I'm, I'm just trying to give you guys a little bit of leeway because I've, you know, you're missing two yeah. party members. Remember, you can cast Guidance, Greta. 
but that's going forward. No pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, you like miss some of the notes. Okay. It's so strange and confusing and you're still not understanding how they should translate to. Can I, do I remember with my keen mind, do I remember ever seeing anything like this, like on the staff? No. Or. No, this is, no. no. Weird. This is new. This is novel and foreign. But you certainly get the feeling okay. that like understanding the spell somehow, it feels, it feels central. It feels important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I see your spell okay. list real quickly, Abby? Um, Greta, what mm-hmm. if I... Do you think, like, if I could... If we, like, called Alondra or something and I relayed, like, what these kind of uh, notes and symbols are that she could tell us? I mean, she's a wizard, right? Um... Or... Yeah, I mean... I I don't know. Do you think you can... Could you practice playing it? I I mean, like, I I don't know. Could you just get better a musician? No, you know (laughs) what I mean. It's a completely reasonable thing. It was just funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just a position joke. I could... Yeah, I could... I guess I could sit here and, like, keep trying to play it. But I don't know if I play it and it's correct... I don't know what I will be casting. That's true. Um, I... Can I do like, uh, can I do like a nature? Well, I guess it's not nature because the bees aren't, the bees are arcana. So like the bees are magical. They're not like just normal bees. Cause I was going to say, could I do like a nature check on them with this buzzing? But. Probs not. Like if I had heard you it. You do a nature detect to determine whether or not they're bees, but you know. <laughs> Are these bees, Zach? Are they really bees? They've been spiders this um, whole time. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Um. I named this episode well. Yeah, I told you I hate puzzles. I hate stuff like this. Like when it's like in video games and it's like you can't unlock the next level unless you figure out this mind puzzle. Um. <laughs> Okay, so uh, can Ro like sit there and kind of like go into like meditation mode and like I try am, to play it over and over again or no? I want to be clear. Repeated checks raise DC. That will always be the rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this thing. one specific circumstance, I think it makes a lot of sense, right? I think like, so. By okay, the yeah. vehicle, this thing you're proposing to me makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically because it's a musician trying to master something <laughs> through what they're producing. So it makes sense to me. If Ro, if you want to sit down, I'll raise the DC a little bit. But if you want to sit down and, and yeah. practice it, you can you can take another another shot at it. Okay, I think I want to do that. I'm gonna and then... cast guidance, and then I don't. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I know that I have enhanced ability, but I don't know what it would. It be charisma. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. then I'll yeah. So then I'll cast enhanced ability on Ro. Um, you have advantage on charisma check. Oh. Right? What is it? Yeah, yeah. What does it look like as you cast that? Well, it, guidance is touch, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go over and like... I think like I'm Greta's just standing very close to Ro 
and she's trying to help. She's trying to figure it out, but she doesn't, she doesn't know anything. So I think kind of like, kind of without meaning to, she just kind of like she casts guidance and then she's like, Oh, I really wish I could help. And then, and then, Mm. um, it just kind of, it just, it's almost like you can barely see it because Greta's like barely aware that she's doing it. She's just trying to help really a lot. I love this long theme of like Greta accidentally casting magic. (laughs) So Greta, you get up near and you kind of, you bump up next to her and as you, you know, you mutter and you get frustrated. I'm sorry. Maybe like, yeah, maybe I'm like trying to figure it out and I'm like looking at it all, all strange. And then as I'm, I'm like talking out loud to myself and then it just very slowly slips into like (laughs) a Over your shoulder as you're practicing like, like, and I just don't understand how she and, yeah. then, and, and I, then, I say I think like my hair starts floating a little bit yeah. and my eyes like maybe like like roll back just in my head a couple of, times just a mild eye rolling back and in I, the don't skull. Even, I don't even and I'm then, just thinking I'm just concentrating bro, there's just a quick like of, of purple and green ethereal magic over, or brown and green ethereal magic and you get like a shiver down your spine but all of a sudden you're playing better yeah, like I want to say, like I'm a little scared, but also kind of more confident somehow. <laughs> I'm afraid, and I like it. Um, also, uh, Greta, you know, guidance only lasts a short time, but you're also like you would know that, and you would you would give it to her at the correct time. So that would be dumb to make you do a check. So you have enhance ability and guidance for when you use it, bro. So I got it. Okay, so I got it. Because there's no the- way that Greta would use that at the wrong time. Like Greta knows how that spell works. Yeah. And I'm doing performance, right? Yes, ma'am. For, uh, for this, wait. Are you trying? You're trying to play the song. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, I'm then, practicing yes, it through. Yeah, performance. Wait. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason so, you wouldn't. I'm just checking. Also, as this whole thing is going, Spagoober, his half of his adventurers are unconscious. His whole crew is. He's nervous. He has all these reasons to be afraid. But you guys are doing like your magical thing and he's just enthralled and like he's he keeps trying like he's supposed to be looking at the ocean and he's supposed to be worried but he keeps like being afraid and then just looking at you guys again and going wow uh, that's a 26 it's good because the DC had has been bumped up twice so it had gone up to 25 so the 26 succeeded by one my gosh Bro, what does it look like as you? So as you arrange the tune, it lilts and it falls and it twists and it seems so weird. Yeah. But in a way that you just can't quite put your finger on. There is, yeah, there's definitely a music there. It's something that you can't understand when you look at it, can't understand when you think about it, but as you hear it, as it moves and shifts and rolls, it's strange, but there is a tune in it. Ro begins playing it and playing it, plucking away at her lute, and as the strange rolling tune begins to resonate, a magic flows off of her, um, off of her, uh, her lute, and it's that it's that green and purple magic. But as it begins floating away from her, the magic begins changing color, it begins turning kind of rainbow color, like all like moving across the color spectrum, it begins swirling around her and moving. And Ro, at some point, you complete the tune. And the swirling lines don't stop. And the music does not stop. Ro, you quit playing, your loop quits playing, but the, the tune just keeps rolling and playing. And you all hear from below deck, the bee thrumming begins to match the music that's being played out loud. It begins to... And the bees begin flying up 
out from below deck, up through the portal, and they begin circling around, like rotating in geometric patterns in long lines. And they make a square, a roughly square shape, and a roughly mm. octagonal shape, and a roughly pentagonal shape, and a roughly heptagonal shape in the air as they rotate in these long patterns and their iridescent color is swirling and spinning and you guys are just like oh, it's like a trip as the music begins playing in the middle of the deck when the wood fractures and oh my God. it like the uh, and Spiegel goes this is amazing and also I'm really stressed about that that was deck and parts of the deck begin breaking and floating up into the air and, and they fracture into like a thousand little like wood splinters Shabibur goes that's going to be expensive to replace and all the little fragments of wood like wood chips from a playground begin making the symbols in the air of the sigils needed to complete the spell so the bees are making the geometric shape and the fragments of the deck are floating around them rotating in time Can I? that's a complicated spell one of you guys make me an intelligence check and you're gonna have to do it fast. Do since I have keen mind, can I shot Shoot, this yes. down later? Never mind. That's good. Yeah. Ro remembers it immediately. God, it's such a good feat. <laughs> nice. It's such a good feat. So Greta, I'm gonna you start, say, you start like, going I'm, to pull something out and write. Oh, sorry, God. Don't let me interrupt. I was just gonna say, like, Ro makes a mental note to sometime after, like, she, this is like incredible and amazing, and she's terrified, but she's thinking in her head, she's like. Picking it out of like, okay, I'm. I need to write this I mean, down. You guys next are starting to, to get a little bit accustomed to incredible, yeah. amazing, and terrifying, right? Yeah, like it's gonna. It, like I'm gonna eventually put it. Like here's the song on one page, and here's, here's the spell. And the whatever's. Other. Yeah. And so Greta, you start to write something down, and then you look over, and Rose just doing like a little mental click, and you're like, oh yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, and as it floats, eventually, as with the with with a huge portion of the deck ripped out, torn apart, and making the symbols uh, that are floating around in between the bees. The gemstone of the Crook of the Mad Prince begins floating upward up through the deck. And up behind it, the crook is growing until it forms like a tree moving up and around. A jack and the beans situation. And as it grows, it gets larger until it is like a small tree growing out of the center of the deck. And as it reaches up, its root, its branches grow out into the shapes the bees are making, and the bees all land on the edges of the branches mm. until there is a square shape. An octagon, a heptagon, or a, a, a pentagon, and an octagon, all in order, and all the bees land on it, and they just strobe with color, and the music is still playing. And it's made out of wood. And it's so like the shape, the outer shape wow. is made out of the crook of the mad prince, yeah. which has grown upward, and all of its all of its leaves are growing outward, and its flowers are blossoming, and the bees are landing on it. It is like like grossly beautiful yeah a kind of overwhelming yeah and the wood chips are all starting to like they're like they were kind of broken and held together they're they're beginning to like grow together and as they're as they're moving together roots are growing out of them and connecting to the branches of the mad mm-hmm. prince whose own tendrils are rat- wrapping out and connecting and they're growing into solid pieces of wood holding mm-hmm. the symbols of the sigils in shape as this shape is beginning to form that the gemstone of the Mad Prince is just rotating faster and faster in its center, very, um, very Atlantis. Uh, ah. Uh, when the, when the when Ki, when Kira, yeah. yeah. Anyway, such a good movie. Yeah. And um, as the stone is spinning there, the tune like begins to crescendo, 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 and one, you guys hear like a deafening, a cracking sound, and there's like a shock wave. 
And you guys all kind of like fall and like it like reverberates across the, the Lehman's tiny hut and the front of the hut impermeable and unbreakable like like waves a little bit like water like shock waves across Whoa. it. And from behind the, the emerald at the center of the Cook the Mad Prince shatters and all the fragments move into solid crystal that fills all the interstitial space of this huge crystal Whoa. pattern. And from behind it, that cracking sound is this conical shape of void space that opens up behind it. And all these swirling rainbow colors rotate backward. And the whole shape, bees, crystal, branch, and everything begins melting backward into the shape. And a doorway of color opens up. Ah, uh, yeah. And just a couple of feet up off the ground of the deck, there's just this huge... Is there a so is there like uh, a hole? Like, can we see into the um? Yeah, you can see below into the, deck. the lower deck. Yes, now? and also once all this has been formed, yeah, you can see in the lower deck because there's a massive hole in the bottom of the ship, uh, in the deck at least, not the bottom of the ship. And once the 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 thing is formed, all the bees <laughs> swarm back out and just go below deck. Where can I see where they go? Yeah, everywhere. The bees are just everywhere. <laughs> below are, deck, they just land on everything. Are people still asleep? Everyone's unconscious. Are they still, are the bees still making the humming noise? All of a sudden they seem normal again. Okay. Um, they're just landing everywhere. They're not flying away, which is nice. I, Greta. I go, I, uh, um, I look at Greta I, and since, I, or go ahead. I have taken two, three, four steps towards the door and all of a sudden I'm like, I look back at Ro and I'm like, like her Greta. mouth is just hanging open. Goobert. You expect him to say something cautionary, but he just stands there with his mouth agape, staring at it. And he's humming um, the boat, but it's just not going any particular direction as he stands there, stunned by it. Really? Gre uh, Greta, I'm... Um, maybe we should... Maybe... Ho don't... Don't go in there. Don't go toward the light! Bro. <laughs> maybe the bee... Okay, the bees seem a little... A little I did that. Okay, you I did that, Ro. That was amazing. How am I gonna explain? That was amazing. How am I gonna explain to Balls that I shattered no. the the gin no, I on think, his? I think something better happened. Hopefully, Ro. Well, maybe maybe know. you're the greatest part who ever lived. Cause like oh, I don't. Dang. I don't think that was amazing. No Ro. Ro. That was Ro, amazing. Big magic door. Ro, I think we should go <laughs> in the door. No, Ro, what, everything okay, in my being like, is telling me to go in the door. Okay, let me. Real quick, what, okay, we still she, have Greta takes another step. Greta, let Whoa. me ask the bees. Let's Whoa. ask the bees. Okay, Let's okay, ask okay, the bees. Okay, they seem okay. calm now. Okay. And Greta walks um, towards the door, but stands at this at the foot. <laughs> Greta, Greta, please don't go in there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I just okay. if it close if it starts closing, I'm gonna jump. Uh, um. Okay. Um, in. Please <laughs> ask them. <laughs> Yeah, totally, I won't go, but also if it starts to close, I'm leaving you behind. Ro gets out of the hut and okay. and goes down So you start towards... walking toward the ladder, and as you do, yeah. out of your periphery, both of you all notice a shape in the center of the doorway. I look at the shape. Oh, no. It's tall and thin. As it moves forward, it uh. defines movement, legs, mm -hmm. arms. It's a humanoid shape walking forward. What is What's on its head? It's just like an outline, a silhouette oh, of color, yeah. vague and indistinct. Okay. But it's, as it's moving towards toward you, us? as it's moving toward through the doorway, it's like it's walking through a tunnel, which is strange because the doorway looks 
momentary and thin, but you swear it has depth as mm -hmm. whatever this figure is walking towards you. And the image is slowly clarifying, but it's hard to tell what it is. Okay, I I don't I I stop about the bees and I say hello. Uh, who who goes who who is uh, who, who's there? Who are you? False. Shape continues I'm to solidify and the figure goes forward. I'm like standing right at the I'm like standing two or three steps away and I'm gonna wait. The figure goes closer and taller, taller taller and then eventually and like the doorway is just like it's just indistinct color and dark silhouette eventually this the arm and the hand of the silhouette reaches forward and the shadow touches to the door and it's like all of a sudden it's like there's a membrane like a bubble and as the shade moves through it all of a sudden there's just a defined flesh like object and person and a finger reaches through, suddenly gaining complete detail and definition in 3D space. It is pale white, covered in small freckles, which are, they're not freckles of color, they're freckles of light. There's freckles of light all along the back of the finger, like stars. And a long, well-shaped fingernail reaches through, full of iridescent color, and the hand reaches through, and a whole hand moves through, and then a long arm, all pale white, thin and elegant. But right here, there's like a, there's clothing. It starts to wrap around it and billow out into um, the edge of a sleeve, slowly but surely an entire figure walks out of the door and stands up tall. She's tall. Um, let me see exactly how tall. Seven foot six. Seven foot six? Seven foot six. As she stands up and her height stands out and she, her feet just under the deck. She is stunning. And not just stunning as in beautiful, though she is. I mean, you're stunned. She has pale white skin, Asiatic features, strong features, harsh, intense features, harshly beautiful. It would almost be off-putting if it wasn't just like supermodel gorgeous, but strong. Not, not appearing delicate. This figure radiates confidence and power. She's covered in freckles all along her face. But again, not freckles of color, not of melanin, but of starlight bleeding through her face and her features. Her eyes are monolid, with thin brows of iridescent tone, and off of her eyes, it's like an eyeshadow, but it's just, it's like scales of like a dragonfly oh. that reach over her, over her eyes, starting at a dark blue oh right at the center and moving out into a green, then a red, like moving, moving through Rojibiv outward. Mm. And they go along the back of her hair and move up into her hairline. She has long black, no, it's not black. It's like an oil spill of hair because mm. it's so dark because it shifts in the light. It's just iridescent like everything else on her. Long black hair straight that falls elegantly, perfectly around her shoulders. She's wearing a dress, a gown, thin-fitting gown, but it is not made out of fabric. It is made of tens of thousands of minute scales, mm. like that of an insect or a reptile, perfectly reflective, metallic-looking, and all of the scales in a tiny pattern, like nanotech on an Iron Man suit almost, are shifting from one side to another in waves, like as ripples over water, rotating over themselves at all times, shifting and changing the colors of her gown so that every moment you look at it, you can't quite tell what, what color it is. It's washing from a red to a purple to a blue to a green to a yellow to a gold to an auburn endlessly, all slightly iridescent and metallic as they roll one over another. And there's this constant 
sound like rain just from the sound of the scales rolling over one another. Her eyes in the center, the irises, are like a silvery light with dark black pupils in the middle. And you can see dapples of like a rainbow color within them. She steps out. And that is where we will end episode 73, Mind Games. Good session, everybody. Holy moly. That was fun. We'll just we'll just work levels on the next episode. But um, listener, thank you guys for joining us. It's still fun at Barely D and D. Landon, you're probably having a baby at some point right now. Landon. So um, congrats, Melanie. Congrats, Landon. You guys are gonna make phenomenal parents. Baby, the best. Little Williams. We're so excited to meet you. Oh, baby Williams. And we do this for us, but in some way, I think we do this for you. Um, I hope someday if, Hey, if you grow up and you're like D and D that sucks. Cool. We respect all your opinions, but whenever your mom and dad think it's appropriate for you to listen to these stories, we are very much know that at the very least your, your uncle records them as a love letter to you. And I hope they are fun. I hope they fill your life with imagination and dream and wonder. And I hope they inspire you to live your own wonderful stories and make your own with other people who care about you. Is this a happy birthday to baby Williams? This is, a, this is happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby Williams. Baby Williams. Um, uh, Patreon listeners, you can get this incredible story for not the price of life. I, that didn't make sense. The Patreon's cool and cheap. What? There's all sorts of cool stuff on there. Um, it is filled with unique one shots and there's about to be another new unique one shot. Oh. Uh, yeah. Along with a ton of bonus content. I don't know. It, the yeah. Patreon's about to be worth more than it ever has been. Some low entry mm. fees. If guys, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, please leave a review. Uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Um, I'm not going to do the whole YouTuber. We've looked at our numbers and it's not everybody, but just, you know, if you're into it, please leave a review. But I'm, offended the by that. <laughs> I'm offended by that. That was I'm... a staff conversation, not a listens conversation. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, boundaries are hard. But uh, <laughs> boundaries are hard. Uh, but if you want to, you know, share with a friend you, you uh, enjoy or an enemy you loathe, as we've established for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but more than anything, Baby Williams, listener, whoever. We want you to know that life is an incredible story and you are a very, very important part of it. Everybody, skibbity wap, dada. Skibbity wap, dada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.